When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I am Christy Winter Scott, joined as always by my guy, Gabe Ibrahim. Gabe, Courtside, we are ready for college basketball less than a month away. And there have been some media days that we will be discussing and unraveling for you guys today, mm-hmm. but... Man, I don't know if anyone is more excited than me. <laughs> you you may be a close a close second. <laughs> yeah, no, I am excited. What I'm more excited about is that we actually were able to get the start of the show correct for the you first time me. on StreamYard. <laughs> we're doing that. We're we're doing the whole. Uh, if you guys watch football, that's how they snap the punts. You have some guy like wave his arm, and then they and then they go. So that's what we were doing, and and it's finally worked out. Um, so thank you for joining us on. <laughs> We're inside. Um, I am very excited about the college season. And if you are very excited about the college season and you want to do stuff like podcast or make videos or take pictures or write about college basketball, uh, I'm going to put this email on the screen. It says join our team at herhoops.com. You guys can hang out with us. Uh, in fact, if you want to join us, we've made some great additions in the past year. The, this this shirt of Kelsey Plum at her I championship parade. I need uh, that. And this and this lovely energy drink called C4 are both from a new addition to the team, Dana Mattia, uh, who came aboard last year and has been great. So if you want to join us, that'd be awesome too. Uh, I would, so that's 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 what we had to do. That was our announcement. So if you're excited, come hang out. But I am excited about the Big Ten, uh, not only because well, I'm also excited about the ACC. We'll get to that in a second. Yeah. But I'm not only excited about the Big Ten because there's the Player of the Year uh, potential there. There's a lot of great teams there, right? But we also we were in Big Ten country all weekend. It was amazing. So I went to Nebraska, but Chrissy, tell tell everyone where you went. I want to I want to hear about it. Oh boy. Well, initially, wait, personally or professionally or both? And whatever you, you want to say. <laughs> okay. It's all well, Instagram. Just like <laughs> five seconds of, of personal news, but um, our youngest son, Jordan Scott. He's a 2025, and he took an unofficial to Michigan State. So I went with him to their Spartan things. It was like a Stranger Things uh, twist on <laughs> on it all. It was really, really uh, well done. But it was really fun. So we went to East Lansing on Friday for that and stayed there for the Ohio State-Michigan State football game on Saturday. But it was really well done, and uh, it's just really fun to see it through his eyes, you know, the whole process. Mm-hmm. He's a 2025, like I said, a sophomore, but long, lanky guy, six, five and in a 15 shoe and still growing, no hair on his face, you know, the whole thing. <laughs> but 
Um, just really a lot of fun. Saw Smitty there and Mateen Cleaves and you know oh. all the guys, and it was really fun. Jason Richardson. So it was really it was really a fun time, and and they were really um, attentive, answered a lot of his questions about the process and all that. But flew home Sunday. Okay, you came and back then, here. And then Monday, flew back to D.C. because I was with Jordan. And so, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's 15 and I'm mom. So we were like, you know, <laughs> he has to eat. You know, he's still he's growing. Sure, every sure, two sure. hours, every two hours he's scrubbing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So I uh, came back with him on Sunday. And then on Monday, flew out to Minneapolis for the Big Ten Media Days. And can I tell you, when you see equity, both the men's and mm-hmm. women's teams had their media days together. Okay. Oh, really? So on Tuesday, it were it, we had seven men's teams, seven women's teams on Tuesday, and then the same thing, seven and seven on on Wednesday. And it was just, I mean, it was operated very smoothly. Everyone had about fourteen stations to go to, yeah. you know, with interviews and and meeting the media. We had our our studio set up there at the table, so the coaches came by with Mike Hall. We had Megan Q in there. Um, Sloan Martin was there, and Nas Hillman. I saw broadcasting debut and crushed it. Can I just no. tell you? She That's was not surprising. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I, you know, even though I dropped Jordan back off at home, I felt like I was mothering Nas. <laughs> <laughs> I had to apologize because I think I was over the top with her a couple of times. I was like, Nas, come to lunch. We're in the room. You know, they have lunch with the media. And then she was like, hey, I'll be right back. I was like, where are you going? And then when she came <laughs> back, I was like, you know what, Nas, I am sorry. I just want to make sure you're good. You know? <laughs> but she was like, no, it's okay. But I had her a little too tightly under my wing. But she was um, just outstanding. Yeah. Not, not surprising that she's good at that. At all. I mean, debut. No. It, you know, she just knocked it out of the park. So it was really a lot of fun. But, you know, you always love to see everyone in one place. And, yeah. you know, when we call games, it's like we're in different games at different games. So it's always great to be able to, number one, see all the people that you work with in the media, producers, directors, you know, EPs and all that. Um, That was fun. But to see all the players too and the coaches and just reacquaint after the last two years of just being disjointed in that way, being in person and not Mm -hmm. Zoom and all things. Although we're on Zoom now, but I'm not complaining about that. But We're not technically on Zoom. We're on StreamYard. Shouts to StreamYard. Shouts to StreamYard. No, just a little minor. Not sponsored. Minor, minor issue. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was it was just fun to see everyone, you know, and mm-hmm. to be able to give people hugs and, you know, just uh, listen to the prognosticating about the upcoming season. So it's going to be super exciting in the Big Ten yeah. for sure. No, I'm, I'm excited about the Big Ten. So like I said, I was in Nebraska for a wedding. I went to the football stadium, walked on. It, it's a lovely place. I love Nebraska. I yeah. did not have a Runza. I need to go back and have a Runza. So wait, what's uh, a Runza? Uh, it's like uh, I don't. Mm, it's been described to me as a as a meat pie, oh. um, but it's like a it's like a hoagie, it, like a wrapped hoagie essentially. Hoagie madness. It with just meat in it. So it sounds delicious. I would love to have it. Uh, we just didn't have a chance to to get it in in Nebraska. A lovely place though, and they are one of the teams I want to talk about in the Big Ten. So it was cool to be there for a little bit before we came back to ACC country. Uh, even though one team is is messing that up. Uh, but Chrissy, let, let's get into the the actual Big Ten, not just our connections there. Let's get into the actual Big Ten. Yeah. Because uh, obviously you spent all weekend talking to the coaches, yeah. the players, everyone. You kind of have a good feel of where this conference is at. And last year, it was one of the best conferences in the country, if not the best, as you argued, on this very podcast. Um, but, you know, Ohio State, Iowa, Ohio State wins the regular season, Iowa wins the tournament, Michigan makes it to the Elite Eight, the furthest that any Big team, Big Ten team went. A lot of uh, departures in the conference, a lot of entrances into the conference. So who? what are, like, some of the big stories that you really uh, were really highlighted this week? Well, you have to start at the top, and this year it's Iowa. They mm-hmm. return 11 players, Gabe, and all five starters. That's but unbelievable. They're, they're adding Molly Davis to the mix, and mm-hmm. it's very intriguing to me because when you have a player like Molly Davis who can also initiate offense and set the table on the offensive end and, and be able to score the ball as well. I mean, she's a distributor, but she can also score it at a high clip. I believe she came in averaging 18 points a game um, transferred into to Iowa. So to play with the Caitlin Clark and Monica Sinano mm-hmm. is coming back for her fifth year. And, you know, you have uh, Kate Martin, who is the glue of that team and McKenna Warnock, who is just 
a phenomenal glue player as well when it comes to rebounding and stretching the floor, um, offensively knocking in threes at a high clip. That's just a dangerous team. And then you have Gabby Williams too, uh, another returning starter. But when you have a player like Molly Davis coming into this mix, I mean, you have to be excited if you're Lisa Bluter and, you know, just to hear her talk about the flexibility that and depth that she has this season, I think it's going to be really something to watch yeah. for, but with Caitlin Clark leading the country in scoring 27, 27 points a game, eight assists to lead the country in that category as well, coming uh, in as a preseason um, player of the year. I mean, some would say that's good. I mean, I think that's pretty good. I think it's I'd pretty, say good. That's pretty good. Um, but I did get a chance to speak with Caitlin, which is why, again, I love media days because you get a yeah. chance to have these conversations. But, you know, and this was like in the hallway, you know, just in passing with her. And I asked her, I said, you know, you led the country in scoring and assists, right? Um, you're going into your junior season. And usually you see, you know, some changes in your your game between your freshman and sophomore year. You have counters to the moves that mm -hmm. teams have scouted you for and whatnot. So she had her sophomore year and came back and did the same blistering thing <laughs> on the <laughs> offensive end. Tough to stop. Um, added better rebounding to her game so she was able to get the ball off the glass and push it the other way you know this year I said what possibly could you add to your game and she said you know we just want to have that mentality of being unshakable and I thought that was really interesting you know she's going to come in and, mm -hmm. and do the same thing she's stronger um, obviously more experienced um, they went out last year um, in the tournament prior to wanting to go out when they went out so it's unfinished business. And she said that, you know, being unshakable is going to be their core mantra coming into this season. But I think skill set wise, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what Caitlin Clark looks like with Molly Davis on the floor yeah. with her, right? We already know the law firm. We already know what they look like. Monica Sinano. It's pretty, it's pretty good. Someone said. They're pretty tough, right? So we already seen that. We know what that looks like, but to add a player with um, the basketball acumen and like I said, the ability to initiate offense and spread the wealth, like another player to mm -hmm. get that ball popping. I mean, this is an Iowa team who led the conference in assists over 20 assists a game. So, you know, you put somebody else in there who can facilitate. I, I don't know. I mean, that's why they're, they're coming in preseason ranked Number one in the big 10 uh, for a reason, their depth, their experience, all of their returning starters, and then a new offensive piece yeah. and weapon in Molly Davis. Well, and that's, you know, that's exactly what I would need, another offensive weapon <laughs> for the best offense in the country by her hoop stats offensive rating. Uh, it, and, you know, it's funny. I just I, I looked it up to make sure that I saw this before, uh, that she is the – she ranks first in Central Michigan history uh, with 17.7 points per game. So yeah, they, they stole one of – they stole programs like best score. So that's – Incredible stuff for the best offense in the country. My problem with Iowa, and I, I want to know if you had a, if you have a beat on this, like how do right. they get better on defense? Uh, they were seventh in the conference in her hoop stats defensive rating, right. Uh, right. 99th in the country in the, in her hoop stats defensive rating, which you know they they it's not their defense wasn't like a disaster, but I would say it's no. if if something's gonna hold them back this year, it's definitely gonna be on that end of the floor. Did you get a sense of how they've tried to improve that? Well, I think they did make a jump from the previous year to mm -hmm. last season. So I know Lisa Bluter made it up in her mind for the program to get better on the defensive end. She said that's what kept them from advancing the previous mm -hmm. year further than the Sweet 16 because she said, you know, we just didn't get the job done on defense, okay? And they had younger players. Obviously, Caitlin Clark was a freshman that year. But last year, making a jump from kind of the lower area of the Big Ten and their defensive numbers to the middle of the pack, they want to move up again. Uh, obviously in that regard. But I think the way that Iowa plays the game, they get up and down the floor. So the pace of play, they want to get it and go, you know, they've got to get those steals and rebounds to get the ball and go the other way. So I think it's going to be um, really interesting and intriguing to see what they do. They love to mix things up. You see some triangle and two things, you see yeah. some zone things. Um, you fun. see a player to player. That's what um, Lisa Bluter calls it player to player, man to man. Um, but I think it's it's going to be interesting to see how the chemistry on the defensive end. You know, I always say, you know, we always talk about chemistry being offensive. But I think when you have all five returning players, chemistry is also on the defensive end. Sure. So I think um, to hear Caitlin Clark say to be unshakable, 
I mean, that's a grind mentality. That's not an X and O. That's not a scheme. That It's not schematic when you talk about the want to and the will to dig down even further on the defensive end. So I think that's what we're going to see with Iowa this year. I think we're going to see that ability to, to go in depth with the mentality to stop people, right, on a consistent basis. And maybe it's a, a, a string of consistency. Uh, we need five consecutive stops. Let's go and make that a goal after this timeout. Like, I think you're going to see more of that kind of thing with this Iowa team. So I don't think anything schematically is going to change. I think the mentality is going to change for this Iowa team right. defensively. Like I said, they made that jump from Caitlin Clark's freshman year to our sophomore year as a team. So I think you're going to see another big jump on that side as well. So we know they can score the ball. Like you said, they're very efficient on that side. Um, but I think I will really see what the unshakable mantra means to this team on the defensive end this year. Yeah, no, I think, you know, having familiarity with terminology yeah. and each other and just being more vocal as you get older in college is going to help them. So yeah. hopefully they can get to a level. I mean, they don't need to be the best defense in the country because they're already the best offense in the country. Yeah, uh, so they, they just need to get to a level where they're sustainable on that end. Now, the rest of the conference, so the preseason ranking, I forget if this is the coaches or the media, whatever. Uh, in, we'll these it. things aren't going to matter in about two weeks. Uh, so obviously Iowa's at the top. Then we have Ohio State, Indiana, yeah. Maryland, Michigan. Now we can't go in depth on all of those teams yet. We will at Understood. some point in the season. Obviously, we'll talk a lot about Maryland. Uh, we can talk a lot about Maryland now. But I just want to know which one of those teams is kind of most interesting to you, or or you think you're keeping your eye on most early in the season? Well, well. First of all, you know, like I like to say, all of them. But um, right. I will say um, Ohio State is pretty intriguing to me yeah. because last year they did not have Madison Green. She was out with an injury. But then you had J.C. Sheldon take over her duties mm -hmm. at the point guard spot. So to have Madison Green back, who led the team in assists the year previous, um, just under five assists a game, set the table for that team. Um, Madison Green didn't get to play with Taylor Mikesell. So right. I asked Taylor Mikesell, hey, what's that going to be like to play with J.C. Sheldon and Madison Green that can free you up? Because she takes but a yeah. blink of an eye to get her threes up and in. Okay, so another uh, player to space the floor with penetration, drawing defenders and, and getting the ball to Mikesell. But also J.C. Sheldon, they have another initiator. So any coach will tell you. The more players who can handle the ball and make great decisions, the better. Okay. So kids, if you're listening, boys and girls, if you can play multiple positions on the floor, you're mm -hmm. going to see more time. So JC Sheldon took that point guard position over in the absence of Madison Green. And I think they're better for it. Talked to Kevin McGuff about it. And I said, you know, will we see both of them on the floor at the same time? Or is Madison Green going to rotate back in for JC since JC did so well. And he said, you know what, they're going to play at the same time. You know, yeah. I, they love to push the tempo. Their two, two, one press is what it is. It's just a, a juggernaut when it comes to stopping teams and being disruptive. But when it comes to um, on, on the offensive end for this team, I think it's really going to be fun to watch how Madison green gets herself back in the groove. Um, she's full go and practices, I'm still a bit apprehensive here and there, as mm -hmm. she should be, you know, coming yeah. back. But but there are no restrictions for her minute-wise. There are no restrictions for her uh, physically speaking um, in their practices so far. So um, you could, uh, Kevin McGuff said, yeah, you could kind of tell sometimes she gauges how she stops, you know, on sprints and things like that. And it looks different. But yeah. other than that, she's pain-free. She's, you know, back in the flow. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see her in the mix with J.C. Sheldon having gained all that invaluable experience at the one spot last year. No, I, I think uh, that just makes Ohio State better, right? Like, this team was already awesome last year. They won the regular season crown, as I mentioned. Um, and, and you know, with adding green, they should be back right towards the top. I mean, you know, the, yeah. the other teams in the Big Ten, uh, for the most part, had some changes, right? Yeah. Would you say Ohio State probably had the second? Iowa obviously has the most continuity. Would you say Ohio State has the second most continuity among those top five teams? I would say that and Michigan as well. Michigan. Um, well, Michigan lost their their star though. That's that's a big deal. That is a big deal. And I spoke to Kim Barzarico about Nas Hillman, the Player of the hmm. Year last year. Um, had a great, phenomenal rookie season with the Atlanta Dream, leading Atlanta um, in rebounding this year mm -hmm. as a rookie. Set the rookie record for 
uh, the Atlanta Dream and the WNBA this season. So she had um, fantastic experience as a pro. But I think when you're playing Michigan now, if I'm coaching against Michigan, my schemes on defense are going to be different because when Nas was on the floor, they're trying to congest her. They're trying to take it away. Um, but even with everyone trying their best to do that, she's still um, awarded player right. of the year in the conference. So um, kudos to her for countering the counters of the counter counter, um, but she, <laughs> she did so well. But I think when you have Leah Brown coming back, I think mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see um, what they look like on the offensive end and how they flow. I know, um, Kim Barnes and Rico said they're going to be a lot smaller this year. Um, Layla Felia had a, a really fantastic yeah. season last year as a freshman, awesome. but making a huge jump um, to her sophomore year, waiting to see that. But I know she's more than ready. Um, but I just think that they're going to be shooting a lot more threes. And Maddie Nolan, a sharpshooter for them, and they're going to spread the floor out. So they're going to look different. They're not going to have that post presence. Um, Emily Kaiser is back for another yeah. year this okay. year inside. And so she she is back. I remember she flirted back. with okay, she she flirted with the transfer portal and she was like, Okay, I'm coming back. She's back. Uh, so she's in there. So I think it'll even with her presence in the paint, I think she has the ability to hit the, you know, the dunker spot, the short corner area jumpers, but she can also hit the high pull shots and stretch the floor a little mm -hmm. bit as well. So I think they're gonna look like a five out motion offensive team sure. this year, but they have a lot of returning players with experience. So I think Ohio State, Michigan. And obviously, Iowa are the teams that kind of bring back the most continuity in their roster. Yeah, and, and then we can talk about Maryland. Uh, we'll talk about Maryland some other day. It's <laughs> unless you unless you want to. <laughs> we'll talk about Maryland. We'll talk about Maryland later. Yeah. Right, well, maybe we'll talk about them now because I don't. So my next question for you, okay, is uh, give me a player to watch in the Big Ten. Now, obviously, it's probably Caitlin Clark. Yeah, we're already going to watch her though. So we're going to watch her that. But someone else maybe that you're interested, maybe because not only because they're really good, or maybe because they have a big role to play on the team. Just like which player are you really excited to watch? Alexis Markowski. Yeah. From Nebraska, Gabe. Let me just tell you, I don't know why I kept circling back to Nebraska and how Amy Williams, <laughs> the head coach there, is like, and I know you were just there. I know you were just there. Well, I have my Nebraska hat. I had a whole thing oh. on Nebraska, but let's we could get to Nebraska right I now. See it. See it. Let's do Nebraska. But look, Alexis Markowski, the freshman of the year in the conference, she was a, a phenom last year. And I don't think we talked about her enough, right? Mm -hmm. um, for her to come in and have the consistency as a freshman to stretch the floor, knocking in transition threes, but also playing great on the defensive end as well, clogging the paint, doing the board work, the grunt work out of the mud. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about her enough. And she was a baby. She was a pup. She was a freshman last year so let's go alexis markowski and jazz shelley i mean that's going to be a show we're sure. talking about law firm-esque okay that's like you know we're talking about great um duos in this conference i mean i think it's going to be fun you can add grace Berger into that mix with mackenzie holmes at indiana and we can talk about indiana too <clears throat> not yeah. having ali patberg on the floor but patberg's going to be coaching this year so i think that's gonna be fun but um with nebraska i mean sam hybe did injure her acl so she is not going to be playing this season oh, so no. they they i know so they will miss her and that was very recent um news for them unfortunately and I spoke with amy williams about that as you know she was just getting over her shoulder injury it took four or five months to recover from so she was just getting back in the mix and then you know then the um the sad oh. injury with the knee so prayers for uh, her yeah sam hybe on that but but with that being said um i spoke with alexis markowski and she was saying that uh you know she's added some things to her game in terms of getting the ball quickly in the paint, not putting it on the floor, just making mm -hmm. quick pivots and, and quick baskets and um, opportunities to the to the rim in the paint this year um, is something that she's going to be looking forward to. Um, she's in great condition, she said. She wants to up her uh, up the ante on her defensive effort as well. But I just think just listening to her and the confidence that she was exuding at Media Day was was really fun to see. So Alexis Markowski is my dark horse player and nebraska for that matter is my dark horse team that's my sleeper team we'll talk about them we'll come back to nebraska <laughs> okay every all roads lead back to nebraska um also i love driving out there i love out driving like in the midwest it's mm -hmm. just fantastic it's all open it's, it's, it's very, very calm yeah. um it's it, every, no one's honking i honked accidentally <laughs> once i felt so bad uh my players to watch uh mm -hmm. in the big 10 
it's because of their transfers who are going to play a really big role in their team. Oh, yeah. And I couldn't pick one. Uh, so I got Abby Myers at Maryland coming in from Princeton. Yes. And Sarah Scalia at Indiana coming in from Minnesota. Who yes. Was the Golden Gophers leading scorer last year. Abby Myers was a star for Princeton last year. Right. And you look at the you as you mentioned, Indiana does have a lot of players back, but mm. they are missing a guard presence, and they're hoping that this, uh, Scalia can do that, right? Yeah. And then for Maryland, they're missing almost everyone because this is a brand new team, and Abby Myers figures to be the second or third best player on this team. So I'm really yeah. interested to see what they can do and how they fit into these new roles, and if they can be as effective as they were at their old schools. I, I agree. I mean, I, I was surprised in, in Sarah leaving her home state, right, right. And, and going. But um, that was something that uh, Terry Moran, the head coach at Indiana, was talking about. And she said, you know, that's that's a big move when you leave your home state. But she wanted to be a part of a, an opportunity to be able to play what? with experienced players. I mean, Grace Berger returns to the lineup for Indiana. I mean, another player with USA basketball experience, uh, three triple doubles uh, to her name in conference mm-hmm. play. I just think that um, maybe it wasn't in conference play. I think one was not in conference play and the other two were, but anywho, um, Grace Berger is ready for another fantastic season for Indiana. So I think they have that continuity. I mean, if you think back to um, last year and in the big 10 tournament, Mackenzie Holmes was not healthy yeah, um, during that time. So. And it was, uh, it was really unfortunate and you can't account for that. And Terry Morin has made it known that, you know, now everybody's healthy. We're ready to go, ready to retool, recalibrate. Um, Allie Padberg still is um, with the program as a, as a coach. Um, and she's going to have that voice still with this group that she knows very well in terms of chemistry and camaraderie and all of that. So I still think that, you know, even though Allie Padberg isn't playing, I think her, impact should be there yeah yeah the impact is going to be felt so it's going to be interesting to see what sarah scalio is going to look like with this team um another player um who can initiate obviously um offensively but i think grace Berger, she's going to be playing the point guard position this year so that's some breaking news um for the hoosiers and and what that's going to look like but the versatility has been there we've already said she has the ability to have triple double so that's that's not going to be outside of her wheelhouse uh, to create plays, but also have the ability to score and board. No, I think I, I think she'll be great at that. And I'm not worried about her being the point guard. Yeah. It will be interesting though, just to add in a new a new player to that uh, starting five who has been together so long. And now well, I do want to talk about Maryland though. Let's talk about Maryland. Okay. Because uh, Maryland, I, like I mentioned, I mean, how much the, uh, this team is returning? Diamond Miller, uh, Cheyenne Sellers how many other big pieces are, are coming back from last year? Uh, and, and we don't even know yet who's playing at the beginning of the year. Is Diamond coming back at the beginning of the year? Do you know that yet? She's, she's good. She's ready, yeah. she's, oh, she's ready she's good. to go. She's ready to go. Uh, good. Faith Masonis as well is, is coming back. Is back. And, is awesome. back and is ready to go. Um, but I think, I mean, we've seen this across the board, not just at Maryland, but the, we've seen it across the board with the transfer portal becoming – uh, more and more prevalent in every single conference. But I think with Brenda Freeze and Maryland, I know that, you know, she's proven herself with being handed puzzle pieces mm-hmm. to be able to put those puzzle pieces together. And, and they have a grueling non-conference season. We're talking about how competitive the Big Ten is. Okay, let's not forget that Maryland is going to be taking on South Carolina mm-hmm. on November 11th. And then... Is South Carolina right? good? I I don't know. I we, mean, I mean, we, we haven't really heard, talked about them. <laughs> from what I've heard, they're, they're pretty nice and have, you know, Don Staley at the helm there and returning just about everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, but Aaliyah Boston in the middle, obviously. But yeah, um, they also play UConn in December, early December. And those are going to be some early tests before they even get into Big Ten play. So I think um, they have an open practice coming up this weekend. So um really get a chance to get some eyeballs on them if possible. Um, I'm sure, I don't know if they're going to stream it or not, but be on the lookout for that just to see mm-hmm. all the new faces in new places for, for the Terps. But, you know, when you lose players like Ashley Wusu and Angel Reese um, in particular, those are the starters. I, I think it's, it's really going to be a different kind of team. And Brenda Freeze kind of alluded to that. And she said, Hey, you know what? We played to the strengths of our personnel mm-hmm. and we're going to look a lot different 
with what we do, not just our personnel, but with what we do um, with them. So you're going to see a lot more pressing, I think, from this Maryland team. Yeah. Um, their defense, they're going to be smaller in size, so they're going to be more swift. Um, but they will be, I think, more connected on the defensive end um, because of their speed and ability to play small ball this year. And I think across the board, the Big Ten, I think there's going to be a lot more small ball than than we've seen in the past. It's the future. No, and I, I'm actually I'm excited for this Maryland team. We're going to see it's a lot of different pieces, a lot of different things going on. But Brenda, as you mentioned, has has done this before and has created really good teams. Yeah. Have transfer situations and Diamond Miller when she's healthy, is one of the best players in the country. I think Cheyenne Sellers is going to be awesome this year. She was really good in her first year. And then we're going to see how much Abby Myers can really create around those two and supplement the offense. So hopefully she has a big role. Um, I like that storyline of her coming over from from the Ivy League. Um, Can we do our sleeper team now? Because we have the same sleeper team. We have the same sleeper team. So It's the Cornhuskers of Nebraska. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I love this team as you mentioned Jazz Shelley, uh, Alexis Markowski back with a year under their belts last year they were the third best offense in the country, fifth best defense in the conference, I'm sorry, not in the country third best o- offense in the conference, fifth best defense in the conference yeah. fifth in the conference in HHS three. and this team is really good they can take a leap um, and so I think they're going to uh, it'll just be interesting as long as they can stay healthy. Obviously, it's the caveat for all of these teams. Sure. I'm sure someone will not be healthy because that's just the fact of life. But right. Uh, but Nebraska can really sneak up on people. And like I could see them. There's a not I think there's a, a decent chance they're like the second best team in this conference. Right. Over. You'll see them. Right. Ah, I agree. And, you know, with Nas Hillman being there again, mm-hmm. um, making her media debut at the Big Ten. Uh, media days she said you know what yes they're a sleeper team but they were never underestimated by anyone Mm -hmm. in the conference especially uh i know a lot of the players they were asked where's the toughest place to play and a lot of them said nebraska yeah because it was a seventeen thousand person stadium it's huge it's huge um a lot of them said that but i thought it was interesting that nas hillman said hey you know what they're not a team that's going to surprise you or sneak up on you. Like we know mm-hmm. <laughs> when we go there or when they come to our place, we got to be on our P's and Q's. Okay. Or we're going to get lit up um, and they're going to score in bunches and we're going to be forced to call these timeouts. Um, they just play incredibly together and connected on the defensive end. And what you were talking about on the offensive side without Sam Hybe on the floor, maybe a little bit different, but I think uh, with her presence as a leader, I think that'll make up for um, her impact in that regard. But I just think that that they're hungry, they're ready to play, um, they're ready to work hard as always. Um, Amy Williams always has them mentally prepared, and I love the fun that she has with them. Uh, and that's another thing you get to see mm-hmm. uh, the connections between the players and and their coaches. So um, the 360 room was was a blast there. I have to show you mine. I haven't posted it yet. <laughs> I'm torn between doing it or not, but it was really fun. I mean, all of us had a chance to do it. Though. I mean, it was fun, but just to see Amy um, with the corn thing on her head on the 360 yeah. with the kids on the team. And I just thought it was really, it was really cute and really fun to see um, how well connected they are and, and how they respect each other and trust each other on and off the court. No, it's a, it's a cool thing. Uh, I'm, it's a, it makes me very happy that you said that uh, people thought that's the hardest place to play in the conference because yeah. those people... I don't think I've ever seen a town that loves sports as much as I saw in Lincoln, Nebraska. Yeah, yeah. And they and they won a football game while I was there. I was very happy for them. Good way to go. Unlike the Miami Hurricanes, uh, Uh, they have won a football game. Before we get to the the conference uh, of of Miami and the conference of Maryland, truly, but I'll save that for momentarily. Let's pick a champ here in the Big Ten. Ooh, for the right re- we'll pick a regular season champion because the tournament is hard enough to predict when we're in the tournament uh so we don't need to do that right now but give okay. me a, give me a regular season champ oof hey you know what i'm gonna go with iowa just because I have, I, I have to do it um and that's no shade to any other team um when you're looking at who returns the most players and the addition of molly davis um the way they share the basketball the way they're looking to improve their defense, I, I have to go with Iowa right now, uh, as many other media members did, because they ranked them number one in the preseason poll oh. in the Big Ten. So 
I'm going to go along with that as well. It's really hard to pick against Iowa as much as I'd like to pick, you know, an Indiana or an Ohio state or, you know, one of those teams that was really good last year. I just think if Iowa's healthy and they have Caitlin Clark and she's going to continue to get better, right. Yeah. <laughs> That's the crazy part. She's going to continue to get better. Yeah. Uh, then I, I think they they should win this conference regular season, but you never know what happens. I mean, the, the conference regular season is crazy sometimes. So we'll see if uh, we'll see if I was able to, to roll through with it um, yeah. there. All right. Can we move on to your conference of old? Uh, my my team's conference. Well, my alma mater's conference, uh, the conference that Maryland rightly belongs in and should have never left their birth conference. I don't understand it. I don't get it. It's fine, but we already talked about Maryland. Uh, let's talk about the ACC. So the last year, obviously, one of the best conferences in the country. Uh, another one of the of the really top conferences. Yeah. That had elite teams in it. Um, and those two really elite teams were NC State and Louisville. Yes. Louisville gets to the Final Four. NC State gets within a breath of the Final Four in that triple overtime game against UConn. And, you know, for the past three years, these teams have dominated the Wolfpack have won the last three tournaments. They got the double the with the regular season and the conference last year. Yeah. And the Cardinals have won the conference regular season or a share of the conference regular season title every year for the past four years. Yeah. So those two teams have been in charge mm-hmm. of the conference for all intents and purposes. Yeah. However, we have four starters yeah. leaving NC State. Yeah. Lisa Kinane, Kai Crutchfield. Kayla Jones, Raina uh, Perez. And then we have three starters leaving Louisville. Emily Angsler, Keanu Smith, Chelsea Hall. That's a lot of starters to, le- to leave a school, yeah. especially important starters like they were. And yeah. then you look at the teams behind them in the top five of the conference last year, North Carolina, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, yeah. all have great continuity. None, mm-hmm. none of those teams are have lost more than one starter each. Right. So it's... It's looking like the continuity balance has shifted from NC State and Louisville to these other teams. And I think that's going to be the big storyline. Like, can someone dethrone those two teams? Now, do you think, I mean, obviously Louisville has recruited really well, brought in some transfers. Uh, NC State recruited really well, brought in some transfers. Snyder Rivers came over from South Carolina. Yes. Louisville got Morgan Jones from FSU. There's transfers all over the, all over the conference that we can get into. Right. But my question is, how much do you think that continuity edge is going to matter uh, in in the re- the regular season, well, I think it 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 means a lot. But I think that's why you play those non conference games, right? right? That's why you have your exhibition games. That's why you've been practicing for the last month and a half. I think when you have new pieces to the puzzle, uh, you don't want to change things for the players who are remaining. Mm-hmm. You want to bring everyone else who was coming in new. They have to rise up and and meet the bar that's already the standard and the expectation of the program and the team. So. I think um, when you say that, you want to see the continuity on the defensive end. And that's what I keep talking about. You know, the offense, you're going to come in. You've been shooting the ball since you were two years old. I get yeah. it. But you, you understand that. But there's a timing on the defensive end. There are reads that you have to be able to make with your teammates on the defensive end. And that's why I think, you know, when you're being recruited, it's not about, you know, how many points can I get? It's not your 30 points a game or 20 points a game like how are you getting those points how are you making your team better not just on the offensive end but defensively what are you Mm -hmm. doing to get stops how are you reading with your teammates in pick and roll situations when a screening action gets ghosted how are you covering that what are you doing when someone slips how's what's your communication ability like so i think when you're talking about players coming into the fold those are all the boxes that you need to be looking at to check Um, And in terms of continuity, I think it's going to be a huge piece. And whichever team comes together the fastest, the quickest on the defensive end is going to show well come conference playtime. And I think when you're looking at the ACC, it will be kind of a changing of the guard because of the player turnover um, with graduation and players going to the WNBA, um, especially for Louisville. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see. But, I mean, Jeff Walls gets it. I mean, he knows Uh how to recruit, like you said. But he also knows how to coach those players up. I mean, I sat in their practices because I had that first round um, or the second round, actually, the second round games um, in the NCAA tournament in the spring. So I saw the way he methodically operates during practice and how fundamentally sound 
his teams always are. So yes, continuity is going to be a big piece, but I think it's also going to be the, the embracing of that philosophy and how quickly the players can adhere to what their expectations are on that side of the ball. And I think that's going to be the biggest, um, the biggest deciding factor for who's going to materialize at the top of the ACC. Well, and to your point, both you know, NC State, Louisville, two best defensive teams in the country by HH, I mean, conference, sorry, two yeah, best teams right. in the conference yeah. uh, by HHS defensive rating. And then, you know, you got behind them some teams that are bringing back a lot more players like North Carolina. Right. Um, right. And I'm right. North Carolina is one of those teams I'm really excited about. But I think the team who kind of grabbed the most headlines in, in the offseason mm-hmm. was Virginia Tech, right? I mean, we, we talked about yeah. them extensively when they brought in Ashley Wusu. Yeah. Then they bring in Taylor Soul uh, yeah. from Boston College. And, and that's an All-American caliber player in a Wusu and an All-ACC caliber player in Seoul, both who are looking to up their, you know, they yeah. want to win, obviously, and they also want to get better for the WNBA. And Taylor Soul, especially, has a chance to do that if she can, you know, learn how to learn how to shoot and extend her range a little bit more. Yeah, she has an opportunity to do that. She um, does. And I, you know, we should have called Debbie Antonelli before we did this because she has she has opinions. I was watching uh, the ACC Network during their media day. Yeah, and she had yeah. opinions. So maybe, maybe we'll have Debbie on at some point to talk about the ACC. We should. And congrats right. to Debbie. She was um, inducted into the Hall of Fame recently, and they Shoot. did a big um, celebration cute. for her on the desk at the ACC media day. So Deb, love you. Hi. I already tweeted out something earlier today. No, we we need to bring her. We need to bring her on. I want to hear her opinions on Taylor Soul because I, I, I'm really I, high on her. But those those two players rounding out this already really good starting lineup for Virginia Tech that now has more continuity outside of those two players, they've all played together yeah. right. in, in the last last year, and they were really good last year. And then you bring back Kitley, who's an All-American best ACC player of the year. You bring back Georgia A. Moore, yeah. one, of, one of Gabe's faves. Absolute favorite Game point space. guards in the country. Yes. Can we hashtag that? Well, I, I already use it on my on my oh. uh, on my ball and order Substack, which you guys should also subscribe to. I haven't been using it in a while. Maybe I'll bring it over. Bring we'll it over. see. We love it. Uh, you, we'll see. see. Someone can pay for the rights. Nil, right? Nil. Um, can we get Nil? Nil. Nil. Uh, George, but Georgia Amor being there is awesome. Kiana Trailer yeah. is an, another amazing player, and we're going to see a Wusu being yeah. a little bit of a different role. I think. I think it's going to benefit her. So yeah. I Virginia Tech to me, uh, and you know I'm, I'll just say it. I think they're going to win this conference regular season. I think they're really hungry. Okay. I think they have a lot of players that that are really good and still feel like they have something to prove, right? Yeah. yeah. And I think if they stay healthy, they can win this conference. I said I said this last year too, and I was wrong. They did not win the conference, but they were still really good. And I'm going to say it again this year. I think they're going to win the conference, and it's not just because. I really, really, really like Kenny Brooks. It's not the only reason. It's I a big reason. That. It's not the yeah. only reason, though. Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. Kenny yeah. Brooks, shout out. How are you? Um, a girl dad. He has three girls. I love that. But I think, um, you know, when you're talking about Ashley Owusu in particular with Virginia Tech and, and Kitley on the interior, I think the way that she sees the floor and her size at the point guard position being 6'1", um, it's a mismatch nightmare. And who knows, like you said, what you said, she may be in a different position. What, what position other than well, one do you see her at? No, no. I, I think, I think she's a two. I think okay. she's a two on this team. Uh, okay. And I think she's going to be, it, she's still going to handle the ball a lot. Okay. And, and I think when she, she, if she gets a rebound, she's going to have the green light to go and she'll have okay. some, you know, she'll have some people running with her. But I also think she's def- she's going to be a two because Georgia Amore just knows how to run this offense a lot better. Yeah. And I think we're actually, hopefully, I don't know how good she is at this. If we can see her coming off more uh, screens and shooting, getting more catch and shoot opportunities, if she wants to be at the next level, she's going to have to do some stuff like that. As a point guard or as a shooting guard, you're going to have to be able to come off screens and hit shots. Yeah. So I, I think we're going to see her do a little bit more of that. I, I think, you know, obviously Kenny Brooks yeah. has a million different ways to play this with so much talent, but I think that would be the role that I would probably put her in. Yeah, I mean, Ashley Wusu downhill is is a tough Maybe. stop. I don't yeah. care who, I mean, how are you going to get in front of her, number one, because she's going to go through you. I mean, yeah. she's so strong. And that's what I'm talking about. It's like her size and strength at the one spot or at the initiating 
mm-hmm. offensive player spot. So I guess we're positionless these days. So, I mean, like you said, she can get off the glass and get downhill where she is at her absolute yeah. best, whether she's taking it all the way to the rack or committing defenders and diming it off. And I just think that she's going to be able to um, play at the pace that she wants to. Um, and not that she wasn't able to before now, but I think she's going to be able to play at the pace that she wants to, regardless of whether she's at the one or the two yeah. with this Virginia Tech team. Um, well, and, and Georgia Amore can be into a more Katie Benson-ish exactly. role. She, she's a good spot-up shooter, exactly. and she can play that role for sure. So I, I think it's just going to be optionality for them. And I think in those yeah. big games, um, probably not in the non-conference schedule, people don't like to experiment in their non-conference schedule, which I understand. But True. I think in, the, in they're going to go, if they're playing matchups later in the conference schedule, we may see Iwusu be more on the ball if she has a, a favorable matchup. So, um, yeah, you know, we could even see some like really cool three small three guard lineups just with Kitley in the middle. You know, even four, just like four pure guards on the outside with yeah. Kitley in the middle. And I, I really like Taylor Soul too. So, uh, yeah, like I mentioned, I, I think this team just has so much op- optionality. It's going to be very useful in the regular season, depending on how much yeah. they want to experiment. Um, but you know, I, I we started this conversation off of continuity. And then yes. we mentioned only the three teams that have the least continuity. Uh, also, we haven't said Haley Van Listening. We're just going to say it. Not- Haley Van Listening. She's yeah, awesome. Let's, let's talk about she's, her. Can we talk awesome. about her? Are we going I want to talk about – I, t- I think I'm going to save her for the player to watch thing. Because I do want to okay. just mention the, the two teams that I, – another two teams I just love, okay. UNC, Notre Dame. Yes, yes. I think those two teams – I mean, no, you look at UNC bringing back everyone, bringing yeah. back everyone on that team – and, uh, you know, other than Carly Littlefield f- for a very, I'll just say, a dumb decision from the Ivy League to keep her out of college basketball for honestly no apparent reason when every other player in the country had another year to play. That's fine. Uh, I don't just get one. it. I don't get it. I'm very upset about it, uh, but we have to move on. Uh, right. So, But North Carolina, bringing back a, a starting five of players that are just really good. They were really good last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they all can take a leap forward. You know, Ava yeah. Hotchkin. Deja Kelly, Alyssa Utsby, Anya Poole has apparently taken a huge step up in yeah. this offseason. And then Kenny Todd Williams is one of my favorite players in the conference. And I think she can st- take a huge leap forward and be you know near the top of the next draft class. So I love North Carolina. And then Olivia Miles could just oh, take over yeah. this conference this year. Oh, I, like yeah. it could Notre Dame, Notre Dame might be the best team in the conference because she oh. could just say, I'm taking it over. They have uh, the Texas transfer, Lauren Ebo, at center. Yes. It solidifies their starting five. Sonia Chatron was the ACC freshman of the year last year. Like, this team could just be the best team in the conference. The Miles is the best player in the conference, and that's a distinct possibility. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you see the shirt you have on, the Plum Dog shirt? I mean, we need the one with Olivia Miles on it doing that because (laughs) she's just like that, man. She's a flat-out dog. She's a killer. She loves the game. And she loves to make her team better. And mm-hmm. those kinds of players, I mean, you can't find a lot of those these days. Everyone's trying to get their own, right? She can get her own, but I think that she has more joy and, and happiness in the game when she is setting up her teammates, when she is making a, a just a fantastic pass to someone mm-hmm. and, and putting it in their sweet spot. All I have to do is catch and shoot it. I mean, I would love to play with her. So Lauren Egbo, she has been um really a piece i know they've been anticipating on the interior to go ahead and get the job done i had a chance to to work with her over the summer at that um at the under armor uh elite 24 event she was at that um and she was just really looking forward to playing there and with her right so when you have a dynamic guard like that all you have to do is run with your hands up protect the neck and (laughs) get the ball and and take it up you know you're gonna get set up yeah, so, you got you got to keep your head on a swivel though, because the yeah. pass is coming. Somewhere hey, the pass is coming. Yeah, you know what? Put some goggles on, protect your neck <laughs> and the hands. Get the you know, uh, get the triangle ready. Catch it in the in the uh, shooter's pocket and just catch and shoot. I mean, I love Olivia Miles and I love the possibilities for this Notre Dame team. I think that it's going to be fun to watch how they continue to mature together. And you know, we're talking about chemistry. Um, I think for them, it's going to be you know defensively like i said but i want to see offensively what they really come into being as the acc portion of the season begins in january oh it's it i'm yeah, i'm exciting. so excited for that team and i'm excited for unc i know we, we kind of got sidetracked with living miles uh also dano says uh 
that uh, he'll make the shirt of Olivia Miles if you ask. So which pick? We, we just we'll talk. We'll get with Dano momentarily. We'll get with Dano momentarily. We're gonna need a lot of shirts made this year, buddy. So keep yeah. keep keep it keep it keep it uh on speed. Dano, off. hook me up. You know, I mean, you know we I need to do the whole crossover with Dice It Up. I was on I was on the Dice It Up uh the other day uh and during the playoffs. We'll we'll have the crossover the Brady. Yeah, yeah. We'll have we'll have a Brady Bunch show at some point. Um. Let's do a player to watch, and this player to watch will be Haley Van Lith. Um, there's, as we mentioned, as I mentioned with Olivia Miles, there's a possibility that she might be the best player in the conference. Uh, Liz Kitley has current claim to best player in the conference, yeah. but that, I think this year might be the year that we see Haley Van Lith win Player of the Year and, and you know really solidify herself as the the top dog in this conference after yeah. a performance last year, leading that team to the Final Four, and I think. I think she just found herself a little bit more like early in the season, her shooting was really shaky. She didn't really seem to have um, that confidence. I I think not, not the confidence, sorry, the legs. She, she didn't seem to be um, as, as conditioned as maybe should. And I think that makes sense coming off the COVID year and then having to get back into it. Um, I think having a real off season this year Mm -hmm. is going to be really beneficial for her. I think she's going to be coming out of gates hot. And Mm -hmm. I think she's going to be, Either the player of the year or finishing in second place, which will make her very upset heading into the postseason. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Haley Van Lith, come on, man. I mean, first of all, listen, she has the Mamba mentality. I mean, she's not going to – I mean, Jeff Walls has said, I've had to pull her out of the gym. Like mm-hmm. you said, he wants her to save her legs, right? So she's yeah. going to be in there. She's going to be taking thousands of shots, you understand, and making thousands of shots too. I mean, she has the work ethic that is unmatched. Mm-hmm. She will tell you that. And it's not out of cockiness, but it's out of, you know, absoluteness. Like I put the time in to my game and to my craft. And at the beginning of the season, no, she wasn't shooting the ball well. But guess what? As the season progressed, guess who they counted on as they advanced to the Final Four? Haley Van Lith. And who was ready at that juncture of the season? Haley Van Lith. She is a tough-as-nails player when it comes to being mentally ready for the moments. And she puts the time in the tank, right? You can't mm-hmm. ride around on an empty tank of gas. She has a full tank of gas all the time, but it's just a matter of managing when she needs to be off of her feet and yeah. getting some good recovery time as well. But I mean, she loves the game that much. She loves the game that much that she'll go into the gym two, three, four times a day to hone her craft. And you have to respect that. And I just, I love being around people like that that just continue to give and give to the game mm-hmm. that they love. And she's a special player and yeah. she's cut differently. She's from a different cloth. I don't care. You say what you want in the comments or whatever. I don't care. This kid can flat out play. Um, this kid she's flat out clearly. dedicated to the game. And some yeah. people like to play. I mean, she loves to play. And I love being around people who love the game the way that she does, because it's, you know, not everyone can say that. I mean, you can say it, but it shows and proves when you play the game, um, if you truly love it or not. And she will go through a wall for you. I mean, that kid is, yeah, she's a toughie. I love it. I was looking for, I was trying to look for pictures of all all the players smiling uh, for the thumbnail. Um, and so I found, you know, Caitlin Clark, super easy to find a picture of her smiling. Okay. Diamond Miller, super easy to find a picture of her smiling. Olivia Miles, just because she, she's so young, there's not a ton of like photos of her. Yeah. So I couldn't find one of her. And then all of Haley Van List's in-game pictures, she's never smiling. Yeah. She's just locked in or yelling or, or doing something to, to get her team pumped up. Uh, very, yeah. uh, very, very Mamba Kobe-esque. Um, so I, I agree with you. She's just an incredible basketball player and she's been super, super fun to watch. And I think this year is going to be another year for her and the team's really good. I mean, you know, I, I, I mentioned that they were missing a lot of players, but they, they bring in, they bring back a lot of good players. Mikasa Robinson play a lot last year. Morgan Jones coming over from Florida state to fill in that Emily Angsler role. We'll see how much she can do it. Uh, Emily Angsler obviously took a big step forward in her time at Louisville. They're hoping for the same for Morgan Jones. Then Liz Dixon and Olivia Cochran come back in that front court. Really good team. They have a bunch of players on the bench who have played um, for them. So I I think they should be really solid. And I think they can win the conference. Um, But, you know, well, I would say for whom, or I already said it, I already said it, (laughs) picking, picking Virginia Tech, maybe just be different. That being said, 
uh, sleeper team. Um, well, you know me, Christy. Who do you think I'm going to say is my sleeper team in this conference? I mean, you're going to go with Katie Meyer and the Miami Hurricanes, man. I am. I am, I mean, and I have good. I have a good reason. I have good reasons. I'm good reasons. Surprise there. Kind of. I would say this regardless of what was happening, but my super okay. team is Miami because they have just an infusion of talent right now. Uh, they bring in the Cavender twins. Uh, Haley might is going to be one of the better point guards mm -hmm. in this conference if she can carry over what she did at Fresno State. Um, Destiny Harden last year, after her performance against Louisville, just has so much confidence. I think her at the four, hopefully she can stay, she can play a little bit more of the four this year. Um, is going to be huge for this team if they want to, you know, really space out the floor, go fast. But they also have a ton of size. Like Lola Pandante is a really, really good basketball player. They bring in two of the nation uh, of the conference's best recruits. They are the only team. Hold on, let me let me read it right. Let me read it right. You're right now. Uh, Miami and Duke are the only two teams in the conference with multiple top 35 recruits from this class on their roster. So, I think the Canes. You know, it, it, it might be a little weird at first. I think they may have some weird non-conference losses because they're going to get used to each other in a, in a very short amount of time. Right. But this team is going to be right. very good, and I believe in Katie Meyer. And they're going to be hot coming off of last year, and I think they're going to be, you know, they could sneak into that top five. Yeah. And and Katie, you know what? We're sisters from another mister and all that. <laughs> that is my homie. I love her. played against her in college and all that. But listen, I, I agree with you with Miami. Sure. But I also am looking at Georgia Tech. And I sure. think that they could be another team with Nell Fortner there. They won 21 games last year, mm -hmm. as did Miami. So I'm not mad about that. And but, we made the ACC uh, tournament, <laughs> tournament finals. Absolutely. And we gave and, South Carolina a run for our money. Everyone skates over that part. But I didn't fine. skate over it. I was about to say that. I was about to say Okay, okay, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. And anyway. But yeah, no, I no, they did. And the thing about Miami, and I agree because of how they played at the end of the season, you want to be playing yeah. your best basketball at the end. And Katie Meyer had them prepared and ready to do what they did mm -hmm. in the ACC tournament and get to that championship game and get a great seed into the tournament and really play South Carolina tough for sure, for sure. And they had so many close games. I mean, they had, I think Miami had, they were 21 and 13, I believe. And then mm -hmm. Georgia Tech's 21 and 11. So, I mean, two teams that were kind of right in the middle of the pack with the ACC, but really made strong statements throughout the season, had some great wins. But I think oh, with Nell Fortner, she always yeah. knows, um, with her experience as a coach, right, she knows how to prepare her teams well. And she has great continuity with her group um, in terms of expectations moving through the conference. So I think that's going to be fun. Um, and that's, that's my sleeper team, the Georgia sure. Tech yellow jackets yeah i'm just a little concerned about their defense without goodbye uh they, they relied a lot That's on her yeah. um and they relied a lot on her offensively but they bring in cam swartz from boston college um who was one of my favorite players in the conference last year you know she's a bucket yeah. she she, she yeah. has no fear she's just one of those players who, who can really get into space and hit shots and i think that's kind of what georgia tech needed you, you saw their performance yeah. in the acc tournament and it was really kind of lackluster offensively um especially when they didn't have goodbye yeah. And so to come back um, with some more scoring talent and, you know, some new pieces to, yeah. like you're saying, the continuity that Nell Fortner has. I agree. They're they're on the list, too. I mean, I I, I like this whole conference. Obviously, this is a conference <laughs> I most pay attention to. So I like a lot of the teams here. Uh, but I like Florida State. I mean, they bring in Jazz and Massagill. They were a pretty good team last year. Uh, Brooke Wyckoff was actually on Dice It Up, uh, like, that. last week. Um, she takes over for real uh, this year, and, and that'll be interesting. They also bring in Taylor O'Brien, my uh, my girl from Bucknell, in the Pat League coming on down to Florida State. And then another Pat League uh, ACC arrival is at Wake Forest. Um, their uh, their coach, Megan Jebbia, is actually coming from American to Wake yes. Forest to take over for Jen Hoover. And they have Jules Spear, and Jules Spear is a really good player too. So there's just a lot of teams down ballot. They have a lot of interesting things uh, going on. And yeah. I think is going to be a really make for a really interesting conference. I didn't even mention Duke. Duke's coach by Kara Lawson has yeah. a ton of great recruits on roster. They're going to put it together someday. It may be this year and they may sneak into that top five. So just like, that's why yeah. I think this conference this year to me is the most interesting because there is that kind of solidified top five, but there's a lot of space for these other teams to get into the mix. Right. And I really think, I mean, we were talking about other teams getting into the mix and, and new coaches and new places. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to look at Virginia 
as oh, well with the Maka yeah. Gugwa. She's there. Um, Virginia only won two conference games last year. Tough. Mm -hmm. Only five games overall. So um, this is a team that is looking to make a move. So, I mean, I know we were talking about sleeper teams, and I know I said Georgia Tech, but I'm not counting out Virginia this year <laughs> with the Maka Gugwa down there and how she's going to change what that program um, looks like mm -hmm. coming into this year. And they also got the Notre Dame transfer. Uh, yeah. I forget who they got. No, I just, I, that's my girl too. I apologize. Oh my God. That's like my home. Is Sam Brunel? Yeah. Sammy. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. No, yeah. I, was, I was trying to think of who left Notre Dame. Yeah. yeah. Sam Brunel. Sorry, Sam. Um, but she's a DMV or so I know her. So that wasn't, yeah. don't blame it on my uh, heart. Blame it on the head. It was just, you know, I got to drink a little more coffee. Um, but I think she's going to make a big difference for them as well. I mean, they're going to have a go-to player that can, you know, score at three levels. Um, but I also think that Amaka has such good experience. I mean, she was associate head coach at Michigan State for years um, and then went on and did some great things at um, SMU, mm -hmm. right? So I yes. think it's going to be fun to watch. And, and, and let's just round it out. Syracuse bringing in Felicia Leggett-Jack from Buffalo. <laughs> yes. And they're bringing in the second – one second best, maybe the best. I don't know. It depends how you want to find this. Deja Fair is coming over from Buffalo right. to Syracuse, playing big time college basketball after an amazing career at Buffalo, bringing over some friends to yeah. onto the team. It, it is going to be interesting. I, I don't think Syracuse can be there this year. There's, you know, you need some time to mm -hmm. build a culture and all that. Uh, right. But I think they could be really good. And saving Virginia, you know, that okay. one year turnarounds happen a lot quicker now, right? I mean, we're happening a lot more often. Uh, there's transfers. Yeah. There, there's different things you can do to kind of immediately make your team better. So Absolutely. Syracuse, Virginia, hoping that happens for them. And then I, I just love this conference. I love this conference. I'm so excited. Same. And Same. I hope I'm hoping to get down to the tournament yet again this year back in Greensboro. Although, yeah. did you did I tell you they're moving the um, the headquarters to Charlotte? Or did we talk about this yet? I don't think we talked about it, but I did see that. Uh, I did. I just like them. Yeah. It should be in Greensboro. Greensboro is a lovely town. Greensboro is a lovely town, and they and I they deserve the ACC there. Um, okay, that uh, <laughs> so so I had it was it was sleeper teams. So yep. we mentioned all of them, uh, all of the potential sleeper teams. Yeah. In this conference, sorry, sorry, right. Pittsburgh and Clemson, but you guys can prove us wrong. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's see. All right, and then now we're down to the bottom here. Who wins the ACC? <sighs> I've already said it. I'm going to stick to it because I, I kind of talked myself into both Notre Dame and North Carolina as we were talking uh, yeah. and Louisville. Uh, yeah. And we, I didn't talk myself into NC State, but I easily could. But I'm going to stick with it. Virginia Tech's winning the regular season in ACC crown. Who are you picking? Virginia Tech. You said Virginia Tech. Yeah. I mean, I like North Carolina, but I'm going to have to go with Notre Dame. All right. Notre I'm Dame. I'm going with Notre Dame with it. I just think that. Neil Ivy, I mean, mm -hmm. even without Sam Brunel uh, on the floor, I think Olivia Miles is going to be such oh. a star this year, man. And it's going to be hard to keep her contained. I mean, she's going to be a problem. And I'm counting on her. So, yeah, I think Notre Dame wins it because of Olivia Miles taking this wow. huge jump and, and making a, a major impact across the conference. That's fantastic. I mean, that'd be fantastic for them because uh, they haven't they haven't won it since Buffett left. So this would be Neil Ivy's first and probably the first of many, considering how good of a coach she is. Uh, yeah. So just uh, as an ACC fan, maybe want to hold off on that because I was I'm okay with not having Notre Dame at the top of the conference every single year uh, if everyone's all right with that. Um, but I think the quarterfinals this year in the ACC tournament, like last year, was awesome. Yeah. Last year was unbelievable. We had that Miami game, mm -hmm. uh, Miami coming back at the end against Louisville. We have Virginia Tech and North Carolina going to yeah. overtime. Those yeah. two games are awesome. I think this year is going to be similarly awesome. I think the Agreed. semifinals are also going to be awesome. And then we're going to get to the – it's just going to be really great. And I think the Big Ten as well is going to be phenomenal. It's going to be phenomenal. outstanding, man. Uh, so I'm going to put up the email as we as we sign off here. Join oh. our team at herhoopstats.com if you want hang, if you want to write for us, talk to us, tell me that I'm wrong. Uh, you're you're more than you're more than welcome to. Uh, you don't get to tell Christy that she's wrong because no, I was about to say that. I don't I, I, I filter all of Christy's messages. That's uh, right. So if you you have to come through me first, and I'm not that nice. Um, Send everything to Gabe. All complaints go to Gabe. Yes. 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 She uh, actually our our help uh, our help desk Twitter is uh, at Dano Mataya. 
you can <laughs> you can find it. Dana will handle all of your problems. Let me make sure I got his. Yeah. Add DR Mattia. Wait, add DR Mattia. D R M A T A Y A. I know it's a weird handle for our Kerr Hoops That's health de- help desk, but you can go talk to him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Also, if you see this thing scrolling at the bottom, w- watch everyone. Uh, courtside, unplugged, dice it up. We're going to be here hopefully three, maybe four podcasts, depending on how much time I have. Uh, a week just to talk about college basketball because there's so much hoops to talk about. Uh, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, let us know. Uh, I think next week we'll be doing other conferences. I don't, I don't know yet. Uh, we'll yeah. con- we we call dibs on a conference now. We're live. They're not. Yeah. So we could. Well, I think I think uh, we have to give Megan the Big East because she's a a UConn person. Yes, yes, yes. We so can do that. Can yeah. So we, she that. she can have it. She can have the Big East. But we can do. Uh, I don't know. What what's left? The Pac-12 and the uh, yeah. Who am I missing? Oh, the Big Twelve. Big Twelve. Oh, in... Yeah, we'll get we'll ne- get to neither it. Con- neither conference with twelve teams in it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just get mad about this stuff. Maryland, come back to the ACC. We're just oh, doing okay. bad. You know what? We're we'll go back to just basketball. Forget football. We just won't do it anymore. No more football. Just basketball in the ACC. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Are you good, Gabe? I'm, hey, I'm listen good. again. Send all your complaints <laughs> to Gabe Ibrahim. No, and... it's the Dr. Mataya. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh there it is. You, you yeah. comment, yeah. comment on Dice It Up, which is going to be live at Big Te- Big East Media Day. Uh, oh, yeah. So they're going to take the Big East. Uh, m- make yeah. sure you you uh, drop any complaints into their comments about <laughs> us. Right. They'll they'll get it handled. Don't worry. They'll troubleshoot you. That's right. Hey, listen. Hey, um, Brianna, my daughter Bree is going to be up at the Big East Media Day. Oh. It's her first media day. So, Dano, take care of my girl. Keep no. on her. Make sure she's You got to text her to come on the podcast. Yeah, you should do that. That's her first one. I know. So I know. You have her number. You're her mom. Home. Yeah, we got to do that. But, Dano, I'll be emailing you about that T-shirt, too, because that is a next <laughs> one. Uh, and I will uh, use your email for that. But thank you, guys today for joining us another time right here on courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoof Sets podcast network. Oh my gosh. College basketball is upon us. We can't wait. We know you can't either come back for more right here on Her Hoof Sets podcast network for Gabe Ibrahim. I'm Christy Wrencher Scott. We will see you next time. Put Maryland back in the ACC. Do it. (laughs) Do it now. Do it now. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.